Hey guys, my name is Sufal. I'm Marvin. And welcome to TMA. And today's topic is... Uh, we have an interesting topic actually, Marvin. It is about love. Ah, yes, but, the sappy one here. Yeah, but not just love, because you know, love is basic. Love is what you see in romantic movies. Today we're going to be talking about falling out of love. Oh, yes. we're getting, It's going to be a little bit sad, but, but you'll learn. Yeah. yeah, obviously talking about falling out of love requires us to talk about love. So get ready for a sappy one. Pull out those tissues. Pull yep. out the, that wine if you're a legal age of drinking. <laughs> and get ready to just listen to us talk about our sorrows. Just kidding. Yeah, so I guess first we should talk about like what love is, right? Yeah, so Marvin, tell me, what exactly is love? Okay, well, so contrary to popular belief, like most people think of love as just one romantic relationship. But according to Helen Fisher's research, she thinks there are three kinds of love. Those being lust, attraction, and attachment. Okay. So lust is usually the one that you're thinking of when you're first, I guess, when you first see a potential mate. And you're okay. like, and so you're think, you know, your hormones are racing, specifically testosterone and estrogen. So those are the ones that are related to, hey, I found someone there and, you know, I feel the need to sexually, <laughs> how do you say this, like, <laughs> like pass on my genes? Yeah. yeah. I mean, bi- biologically, our ancestors just, our goal is to pass on our genes, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty much lust. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, and then next one we have is attraction. So those ones, the hormones related to that are dopamine and epinephrine. So, okay. or norepinephrine, I think. You know, the one like related to like adrenaline, the fight, oh, or, right, fight yeah. or flight fight sort or flight of response, thing. Yeah. So those ones make us feel super giddy. Like, you know, the first part of the relationship that's super exhilarating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dopamine and norepinephrine there are super high up. And then the last one, which I feel is the one that we usually forget about is attachment. And that one relates to oxytocin and vasopressin. And I think oxytocin is commonly referred to as the uh, cuddle hormone. The cuddle hormone. Yes, the okay. cuddling one. Um, <laughs> and those ones are related to like, it doesn't just have to be romantic. It can also be like with your family members, right? All right. Like, yeah, no, I'm sure you love that. your family, yeah, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. So in that case, that sense of bonding you have is related to like hormones like oxytocin. All right. So quick question, just to take us off side note. Marvin, have you ever been in love? I have not, Sufal. Have you? Um, yes, I'm going to say that based off one thing you said, like family. Technically. Oh, wait, my bad. I'm sorry to my family. <laughs> I have been in love with my family. Uh, so technically, I oh, have. I am. Yeah, we, we, we are in love, technically. Not with each other. No, but with like our family and things like that. So um, are there like types of love? Is that a thing? Um, the one, I guess. Well, the lust, attraction, and attachment. Okay. I guess like. Those are all forms of love in okay, a way. Okay, so I'm just going to bring up this theory by Robert Sternbrock. Oh, right. Right, so basically the theory is called the triangular theory of love. Um, essentially, it's called a triangular theory because there's three basic components, like the three sides or corners of a triangle. There's intimacy, there's passion, and there's commitment. So you know how there's various forms of love, like friendship, family, one night stands, or whatever you want to call it. He's essentially, <laughs> he's essentially listed all of these and every single component, every single version of love has something missing out of the three. So for example, a basic friendship you might have would be a form of love with both, with just intimacy, no passion and no commitment. That would be like your casual friend you meet, right? Infatuated is like most commonly known as a crush or like a very beginning of a relationship which is just like the honeymoon phase. Um, in this, there's gonna be no intimacy and there's gonna be no commitment. And of course, there's empty love. This one personally has got me the most, like you know, in my in my uh, in my <laughs> okay. feels. Got okay, me okay. got me listening to Marvin's room. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. But empty is pretty much when there's no intimacy or no passion. Um, 
it's actually it can have it can be a good thing because in arranged marriages typically it starts off as empty love and it builds up into a stronger form of love but uh, very often it can start off as a stronger form and through adultery or you know falling out of love essentially become empty love uh, additionally there's romantic love this is more of you know your one night stand material that fling you know that person you're not catching any uh -oh. feelings to yeah um there's companion in it which is more so like best friend or family members yeah, so um, with companion, you have everything except for passion, which, I mean, makes sense. You don't want to be passionate with your uh, Yeah, I'm definitely not passionate with uh, friends. Family. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, uh, fatuous is the type of love that you have, like, at first sight. And consummate, being the last one, is the ideal version with all three, having both intimacy, passion, and commitment. Oh, okay. I feel like there's some overlap with, like, what Fisher's research was. Because mm -hmm. you have, like... Like, they're both are pretty much arguing that love is not just one type, right? It's more than just the romantic thing that we're so used to seeing in movies, right? Yeah, wait, so just pause there a minute. Um, who exactly is Helen Fisher? Who is Helen Fisher? Yeah, like, um, from what I remember, she did a lot of research into love, right? Um, yes, I don't know. See, I don't know where she studied, though. I, oh, my bad. I do know. I forgot. It's Rutgers. Rutgers, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she did a lot of experiments based on love. And um, actually, if you look into her, you'll find more details about what we're talking about even. Yeah. Yeah. So, Marvin, have you ever used a dating app? I am a flip phone user and I have not served <laughs> okay. you. I had a brief, uh, a brief instigation with uh, the oh-so-famous swiping app. Oh, which one yeah. would that be? Uh, let's not mention it, but you know where you swipe. Okay. Yeah. But pretty much tech is this huge thing that a lot of like uh, psychologists and just people who generally like to talk about love have either a love relationship with or a hate relationship with. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I so mean, with, oh, yeah, with tech, it's kind of um, my view on it and how a lot of people look at it is, you know, the saying where there's plenty of fish in the sea. Mm -hmm. pretty much tech just makes that sea a lot bigger for us like we're able to connect with more people able to find more people but i feel like it also has a lot of like uh deficits to it okay what would that what would that be so for example um texting um normally when we interact with a person uh we want to judge them to see if they're a potential mate and when we're texting, it removes a lot of aspects of, say, physical touch, uh, interaction, flirting. And essentially, you can act to be a different person through text, through messaging, rather than how it would be in person. Mm, right. Yeah. Okay. Additionally, one thing that tech does, completely opposite of us being able to make us look better, it makes our standards for perfect way better. Ooh. Like, I, I remember my parents at one point said, like, oh, like, you know, just find someone who's good enough. But that does not exist in today's day and age. Like, you're either perfect or, you know, snap, snap onto the next <laughs> man, right? Yeah, so with connecting with people, it's definitely made it easier. Through a keyboard, um, there is one issue that arises is people fall in love with people much, like, with a persona, like I mentioned earlier, right? We have the symptoms of attachment, attraction, and even lust through pictures and people talking in a way they would normally wouldn't. Through a keyboard, it's easier to make advances such as making sexual comments on somebody, <laughs> and <laughs> all this can also lead with fake profiles and stuff can lead to things that I love this word. I don't know how this fish got such a bad rep, but catfishing. Ah, yeah. So you meet up in real life, you're confusion because like, whoa, I have this huge image of this person. All of a sudden, it's completely someone who I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So see, it's like cause you're saying it both makes it easier and harder. Yeah, it's like some aspects have become good. Like, oh, so many more people I can meet I traditionally wouldn't meet. Mm -hmm. right but on the other hand it's like oh 
you can fake so much and it can also lead to um like catfishing right because everyone like you said has a persona out there right yeah like i think even me not even if it's not necessarily dating if i'm on social media like the things that people post or that i even post it's it's like it's showing one side of you right yeah for sure so i don't know i'm just thinking like damn i wonder wonder what it was like before like dating apps like we've always grown up in an age where like dating apps were i guess normal right yeah i mean by the time we even thought about dating dating apps were normal yeah one thing i gotta ask you my friend is do you know about the saucy messages oh the saucy messages the saucy messages. the ones through what texting dms yeah you know sometimes you know they're pictures sometimes they're very oh. intricately formed words that create lust and attraction Certain hormones are coming yeah, here right? for some of you that haven't gotten it yet we're talking about sexting ah. and yes don't worry i don't get sexting either i'm bad at it <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much sexting is a great thing because in long distance relationships or relationships where you're not able to communicate every day it can technically keep the spark alive it can keep those hormones those feelings that oxytocin everything mm, flowing yep right it has a general increase in intimacy it's amazing but where this can come and take over is the ability to sex with other people yes that yeah. is that's something uh, you should probably yeah. not do <laughs> yeah if you have a significant other please please don't sex someone else do not. I mean, unless it's an, like an open relationship, uh, open then relationship. It, it, that's, that's, that's uh, a whole different. That's yeah. That reminds me, like polyamory. That's the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, generally we're monogamous, but yeah. I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's let's finish up on what uh, sexting and all that first. Yeah. So pretty much sexting in general. I'm just gonna wrap it up right now. Sexting in general can be great, but um, when you sex other people, no, 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 no. Okay. Big no, no. <laughs> yeah. Big no, no. Yeah. So pretty much, yeah. Tech can make things easier and harder so there's pros and cons pretty much right yeah 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 this is literally it's a tool it's how you use it and it'll affect literally everything including love in that way okay well i think yeah getting back onto what monogamy yeah um i myself i'm i mean i think most people believe in monogamous relationships i mean right? yeah i feel like the typical relationship would be monogamous right one partner yeah but that has not always been the case for human history oh yeah so Okay, it's interesting because technically if we're talking about it from an evolutionary perspective, yeah, you know, we want to pass on our genes to as many mates as possible, right? Then we get lots of our kids and they can pass on the, those genes. Yeah. So like if we're speaking it from like an evolutionary standpoint, it doesn't really make sense to be yeah, monogamous. wouldn't as a male, wouldn't I want to have as many kids with as many different women as possible? Because right. that would increase the odds of my genes like traveling into the future. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, at least what some researchers were proposing was because, like, you know, humans, we're not up and running after, like, one year of being born, right? True. Um, we need years, like, even as a what? We're young adults now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're young adults. Yeah. <laughs> even we're, we're young still adults. developing. So the reason that they thought monogamy would be helpful would be in terms of raising young, right? Like, uh... having a reliable partner um, means that there is typically in a small group, there would be less violent group conflict, um, and that way the children actually get that support to grow up, right? If okay. you were always, if your goal was just to pass on, you know, um, to mate with as many people as possible, if you're not taking care of the kids, they may not survive. So understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah, different animals. So for example, if humans were say, um, able to start walking and be completely independently functioning within like a shorter amount of time rather than what is it like 20 18 years 18 yeah. years now um do you think that monogamy wouldn't be a thing um I, I think that might be the case i think 
animals that typically see I, I don't remember exactly but i'm gonna guess that animals that typically are able to reproduce at a in a shorter shorter time frame they were typically probably less they're less likely to be monogamous is my guess mm, right like you know like the ones what do they have in labs right like usually they're working with fruit flies and stuff like that yeah but just just was it drosophila drosophilia Dros- yeah yeah, yeah. Mel- melanogaster <laughs> um yeah, like their reproduction times are super short, and I'm pretty sure flies are not monogamous. Oh, uh, definitely not. Um, so yeah, don't that does not mean that there's, there's an excuse to be, um, what's your word, poly polyamorous? Polyamorous though, because yeah, unless, so, oh yes, like unless we it's about. an open relationship, yeah. Um, but yeah, generally right now monogamy is due to social construct, but also due to the fact that we need to we we have a huge investment or parental investment in raising our young. Yeah, definitely women more than men, right? Yeah, I think we learned that in what bio. Yeah, that's definitely a basic biology concept. Like women, they carry the goddamn baby for nine months. Yeah, respect to all respect pregnant to, women out there. I don't know how you all do. Thanks, mom. Th- yeah. Thanks, mom. Shout out. Yeah, th- shout out to moms. <laughs> shout out to moms. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I mean, I feel like we've pretty much covered love and how we get into it what oh yes anything we, else we, we should we, mention um i guess we should mention the the probably not so pleasant side of it yeah ah, the, the descent yes the sad part. when you feel that crushing feeling in your heart oh slowly yes. ripping it apart the descent falling out of love pretty much what this podcast was made for oh yeah so pull out those tissues forget about your exes Let's do this. Don't call them back. Stop. Don't call them back. Stop. I know Put you're reaching for your phone. Put yeah. away that phone. <laughs> so after all the phases of love, which are pretty much mate selection, falling in love, and losing the romantic love, and if you don't hit that true love, you end up with... Oh, falling out of it? Uh, yes. Yeah, falling out of um, it. So how does one do so? Okay, well, apparently, okay, a lot of people think that loving someone is typically like, you know, when you're in that teenager stage... Your prefrontal cortex is not fully developed, um, so you're pretty much irrational and super hormone driven. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's the kind of love that you're thinking. Okay, I'll be with this person forever. But in fact, um, some researchers say that it's actually healthy to fall out of love at some point in a relationship, and that's okay. because at first we're all all like what hormone ridden. We're not really in full control of our, I guess emotional rational anything really yeah yeah um so yeah apparently it's pretty normal because at some point you want to consider can the can my current mate um can they be like like a a lifelong partner right yeah provide a family yeah so i don't know it's like people always talk about how like at the first part relationship was so much more exhilarating that was their honeymoon phase and now everything's stagnant but i feel like Maybe it's like not that you really fall out of love in terms of long-term relationships, but the type of love kind of changes, right? Like how we're talking. Yeah, earlier. yeah, with the even like the triangle theory of love. Yeah. Like technically, a lot of a lot of cases actually. Let me just mention this here super quickly. Um, in a lot of cases, people will go from a stronger form of love, like the consummate, the ideal version with all three, um, both intimacy, passion, and commitment, and slowly work their way down to something like empty love, which mm. would technically, like over time even lead to no love or a lack of love so um marvin i had to ask this because i remember thinking like just a few seconds ago can you just turn love off like say i'm infatuated with this person but suddenly i decide for some god forsaken reason i don't want to be in love with this person anymore can i just be like nope um i wish that was the case Uh, oh (laughs) honestly because okay love is like you can't really control like when your body 
and your brain is doing something like okay, I can't control who I have a crush on. Yeah. Right. Like, or who even who I'm attracted the to. The body wants what the body wants. Yeah, the body wants what the body wants. Those are some <laughs> wise words right there. <laughs> don't call me. <laughs> so yeah, you aren't able to control it. It's like. I don't know what the word is like subconscious unconscious mm-hmm. like it's not something conscious that you can control like who you're attracted to yeah who you lust for right yeah so yeah unfortunately it is not <laughs> it is not under my control sorry for all of you thinking that right there listening to this podcast being like how do i fall out of love with this person yeah you can't make someone necessarily fall in love with you whatever yeah. chemistry is going on in their brain or between you um yeah, yeah i'm definitely. sorry yeah. So one thing that I, I don't know if you have any experience with this yourself, but one thing that I found with not necessarily myself, but with my friends is proximity is a huge factor as to how people fall out of love. Like, for example, long distance relationships, one huge factor why people fall out of love or start looking into other people is because they lose proximity with their original partner and they end up getting closer and literally both emotionally and physically in distance with people who are nearby. And eventually, you know, they perform a little bit of a thing called adultery. Uh-oh. Or if they're nicer, maybe break up first. And they fall out of love eventually. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not right, but it's, it's like if you're not being provided for in certain capacities, yeah. I guess that temptation is a lot greater, right? Because yeah, if you're with your partner, if you're not long distance, you know, you have you feel like you have everything you need, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, for anyone who's doing long distance like respect to you because i don't think i myself could i don't know if you can yeah it's it's difficult yeah um so i think yeah in terms of long-term relationships i i'm not some love guru but it's definitely something that both parties really have to work towards yeah again this is where you know that good old sexting can come into oh yes yes that's one of the pros of technology as we discussed (laughs) exactly yeah 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 so um i read somewhere that humans are pretty much hardwired to fall out of love um is this true I don't know if that's necessarily yeah. true. I feel like it's very easy for us to fall out of love, especially in the early stages of a relationship. Um, some guy uh, called Dr. Noor, I believe. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, he basically mentioned that the brain is pre-programmed to cut off all of our lust hormones at some point when we're about to get married or when we're about to have children, like you mentioned earlier about having kids. And this pretty much contradicts this whole notion and this idea that hormones are only produced until our body runs out of hormones to produce. Mm. Yeah. Um, you pretty much covered all of this already, but yeah, yeah pretty, we're, we're pretty destined much. to fall out of love according to science. Yes. Um, sort yeah. Like I think no matter what a healthy relationship, the type of love has to change and you have to fall out of that hormone super. I think we've said this before, but like that super hormone mm-hmm. high phase um, to get into like a long-term relationship right um okay so let's just drop that right there because i want to talk about something that i haven't experienced yet i pray to god i never experienced cheating oh adultery that is very bad yes. yeah so personally i have not experienced it bless the lords thank god yeah but um one thing i read is it's very easy for us to meet new people and this initial feeling of like initial love the romantic love that i mentioned earlier um it can cause us to do things that are not so nice like have lust take over and end up uh having intercourse or romantic relations with people who are not our monogamous partner (laughs) yeah i mean yeah and adultery is one of the huge ways why somebody might end up falling out of love with the person. Not necessarily because you as a partner may have done something wrong, but since they're getting the satisfaction of lust and attraction from other people, they can end up 
losing that with you. It's t- just tying back into like technology. Do you think, I, I don't know, there's so many more people we can connect with. Yeah. Do you think there's just more temptation out there? Like, do you think we cheat more nowadays probably than we did, I guess, before the whole advent of smartphones and all that? I wish I could find a research article on this. It probably is some, some, like some article somewhere. But I personally don't think so. Oh, because okay. what in my mind, like cheating is the conduct of using your willpower not to cheat. Mm. Right. So just because the pool is bigger doesn't mean I'm going to throw my line in. Okay. I was yeah. just thinking there's, if there's more fish, wouldn't there be a higher chance of them biting? Yeah. I, oh, that's true. But once you're in a relationship, <laughs> you take that line out, Marvin. Okay. We, you we, take we'll that stop line with the fishing. <laughs> Let's stop fishing. with the fishing analogy for those of yeah. you who are seasick already. Yeah. So Marvin, I know for a fact no discussion needed oh. that you've had crushes do you agree or do you not agree i do okay i concur yes you concur, I, I, you I concur. no no pleading the well, no but why don't you talk about yourself first? okay sure so um yeah i mean we've all had crushes and if you haven't maybe you don't know what a crush is yet but um i have this huge crush on this one girl in one particular moment i would be super ambiguous and i ended up losing this crush based off of one fact she did me dirty oh she did me so dirty what'd man what'd you do i I had candy. I was giving it out. She took the most candy, even though everyone else was taking a rationalized amount. And ever since then, man, my young crush, young Sue fall out there, man. He was just saddened. He was like, nah, man, this girl, she ain't for you. Moved on, and now I'm happy with my life. Oh, your, your heart's not broken anymore? My heart was definitely broken. Speaking of my broken heart, Marvin, oh. tell me about the broken heart syndrome. Yeah, okay, I didn't know this was a thing. I thought it was just like... People were just joking around, talking about broken hearts. But apparently there is a temporary heart condition um, that no. doesn't necessarily follow, I guess. Doesn't, it's not always after, like, breaking up and stuff like that. Or, like, Sufal having his crush. You sad, know. sad moments. Yes. Um, it can just be after any sort of stressful situation. But what happens is that there's a temporary disruption of your heart's normal pumping function. Um, and that causes some symptoms like chest pain or shortness of breath like genuine symptoms like of you chest actually pain. like it's actually a, a, a medical oh, condition wow, that's crazy um luckily though it only lasts for a few days or weeks so if you are feeling some sort of pain it might be broken heart syndrome but you don't shouldn't have to i guess like worry about it okay that is crazy well with all that i feel like we've kind of covered everything haven't we yeah we talked about love and talked about falling out of it yeah so if you guys have had an amazing experience with love or, or a bad one. Or a bad one. A really bad one. Feel free to let us know. We have an Instagram now. Oh, yes, we yeah, do. Um, it is now active. Marvin is running it. Yes. Um, it is called, the handle is Tell Me About Podcast. Feel free to DM us, tell us your story, or just comment on um, the post for this uh, podcast episode. Yeah. Now yeah. that we have social media, please interact with yeah. us. And if you feel like being on this podcast, but you felt like emails were too much work, while you're on Instagram, just shoot us a DM and be like, hey, I like your show. I want to be on. Ah, uh, yes. Use and technology. We, we can chit chit the chat. Chit chit the chat. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So with all that concluded, thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. My name's Sufal. And I'm Marvin. And uh, feel free to contact us on our email. Tell me about official at gmail.com. And we'll see you in the next episode. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye.